On this episode, I'm going to break down the biggest games of the weekend, such as Michigan, Illinois, New York, Golden State, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Detroit, New York, all of it. Plus, how each game has a big implication for the college football playoff and in the National Football League. Plus, how college basketball is rapidly changing. I'll let you know what I mean by that on this new edition of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. It is Friday, October, not October, it's November 18th. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Get Stoked Podcast. I am your host, Austin Stoker. Let's get right into things with college football. Tomorrow at noon, Michigan hosting Illinois in a much-needed win to face Ohio State, then go on to the Big Ten Championship. Michigan is a 17.5-point favorite. I have Michigan winning big in the second half, especially considering how they've been playing these last few weeks. I believe Michigan will have a tough test hosting Illinois as they've proven to play well against the rush and the pass. But I will say Michigan knows how to get the job done. They know how to effectively keep the run game as their advantage. Now, do they need to pass sometimes? Yes, I think they really need to. They need to work on that. And J.J. McCarthy needs to get that rhythm much, much better. He needs to get that. It's not going to be 100%. But he needs to get it down to a better rhythm than he does now. And frankly, it's you can't always rely on the run game. But Michigan, I think they're going to win 42-21 to 21 in Ann Arbor. I'll be at that game personally. I'll probably bring something with me to record while I'm watching the game. It's going to be a great environment. It's going to be cold. But that's how we Michigan fans like it. Next game I have is let me find it here for a second sorry about that number one georgia at kentucky georgia being a 22 and a half point favorite i believe georgia is going to win big but kentucky will put up a fight at one point georgia 56 21 in favor of the bulldogs and then miami at clemson clemson 19 point favorite considering how miami has been doing the past few weeks i'm going to give clemson the win here 42 to 17 and there isn't really a big matchup other than number seven usc going to the rose bowl to face number 16 ucla now uc usc excuse me is a two and a half point favorite this game is going to be the game of the week ladies and gentlemen this is a very exciting game very big implications in the pac-12 race give me usc 31 to 28 at the Rose Bowl. Another top 15 matchup, and I'm going to close it out with this one. Number 10, Utah in Eugene against the number 12, Ducks. Utah is a two-point favorite here. Considering they came off this loss to Washington last week, they're going to want to rebound, and they're going to want to rebound hard. Utah is already a very competitive team with Cameron Rising as their quarterback. I want to say this is going to be a top 10 win for Oregon, but I'm going to go with Utah. They have been red hot as of late in the Pac-12. 
can they keep that three game win streak going against Utah or excuse me Oregon this would be their third win give me Utah 35 to 31 in Eugene and there are of course many big games happening as well whereas college game day is going to be in Bozeman Tennessee is going to be South Carolina Ole Miss Arkansas Oklahoma State Oklahoma for the uh the the name escapes me but the Bedlam showdown, that's what it was. And this is going to be a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Right before Rivalry Week hits, this is what we like to see. This is the type of stuff where the the contenders kind of separate themselves a little bit more from the hopefuls, such as Michigan, Ohio State, TCU, Georgia Tech, or excuse me, Georgia, not Georgia Tech. But this is where we want to see the contenders be farther separated from the hopefuls like Clemson, Oregon, Utah, and USC. But of course, only tomorrow will tell what happens on Saturday. So we'll see, and hopefully you guys enjoy. Transitioning now to the NFL, where we've had a shakeup, actually, with one of the games in the NFL, which is Buffalo. Cleveland is going to be played in Detroit. Buffalo is expecting at least four feet of snow and if you've seen the videos you can see that the field is completely covered the stands are not visible and it that is going to be held in Detroit and of course I got Buffalo in that one it is a neutral site at this point even though Buffalo is the home team and that kind of works well for both they're playing indoors where they're not going to get snowed on and the wind is not going to be a factor but crowd noise is definitely going to be a factor. Whether some Lions fans are going to go or Buffalo, Cleveland are going to show up. I'm thinking more Cleveland since it is closer for them to travel than it is Buffalo. But I I have to say that Buffalo should get the win on this one. They are facing Jacoby Brissett. And before I get to that prediction, I'm going to jump back to the Lions. And they are going to New York or East Rutherford, excuse me to face the Giants. Giants, three-point favorite. This is going to come down to the wire, considering how the Lions have been playing the last two two games. If they can do a third and be on a three-game win streak against the Giants specifically, who are 7-2, and two, I would be very surprised if they actually make the wild card. But give me the Lions for this one. I am going with the over, baby. Give me the Lions, 35 the 31 in East Rutherford. Now, going back to the Bills uh, game. This is, of course, going to be Detroit, as I mentioned a minute ago. Buffalo, eight-point favorite over the three and six Browns. Josh Allen is looking to minimize his interceptions but maximize his touchdowns and throwing. And I know he's been struggling with that elbow a little bit, but give me the Bills, 42-21 to 21 in Detroit. Then a Big game, I think, will be the game of the week. Cowboys visiting the Vikings. Dallas is surprisingly a 1.5 favorite here. But Vikings are at home. They are in front of Minnesota Nation. Minneapolis faithful. Give me Minnesota. They are 8-1, 4-0. They beat the Bills. They beat very good teams. But their only loss being to the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me Vikings. 36-24. to I know it's kind of odd, but 36-24 in favor of the Vikings. They just have a better offensive scheme. 
than Dallas. And of course, their defense is becoming much more aggressive, much more talented. So I'm really wanting to see what they can do with the ball, especially against Ezekiel Elliott and Mike um, Pollard. I His name escaped me for a second, but Mike Parsons on the defense is going to be a big handful for the Viking offense. Then the last game I really want to touch before I get to the Monday spot, Chiefs at Chargers, Kansas City five-point favorite. Give me the Chiefs. It's The Chargers have been struggling as of late, even though they're five and four. Chiefs, they have a lot of offensive weapons, <clears throat> even though they'll be without Juju Smith-Schuster. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, I, I'm going to say this is actually a much closer game than what people may realize, but give me the Chiefs 28-24. to Then Monday, 49ers at Cardinals, San Francisco, eight-point favorite. Uh, I, I'm i going to have to say give me the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to be too much for the Cardinals. 34 to 21 in that regard. And that is my take on the NFL this weekend. Now going from the field to the court, I did allude to how college basketball is changing rapidly. And what I mean by that is there are upsets everywhere. Gonzaga got upset. Michigan got upset. So many teams have gotten upset, even today. As I'm recording, Texas A&M got upset earlier as well. And there's going to be a shakeup come Monday in the top 25. I My my mind is exploding. I There's just so much to talk about here that I cannot fo- focus on just one. But what I will talk about is upcoming games. So specifically tonight, you have a big matchup between UCLA and Illinois. UCLA being a four-point favorite. Uh, but Illinois has been very aggressive offensively with the ball. But I'm going to go with UCLA here, 86 to 75 in Las Vegas. And then you have some big games like Baylor, Virginia. Baylor's a five point favorite. Give me Baylor. Baylor's just been elite from the three. They have they have the offensive scheme that can compete in the Big 12. And I what I love about Baylor is that. They have some returning players, but they have veteran players that know how to get back to the tournament, how to get back potentially to the championship game that they've won a few years ago over Gonzaga. And this is going to be in Las, uh, Las Vegas again. Give me Baylor, 95-85. to 85. And I'm just going to touch about another big matchup as well, which is going to be Indiana Xavier. And Xavier is one of those teams that are hit and miss. They'll have a good year, and then they won't. They'll have another great year, and then they won't. Or they'll have a mediocre year, and then they'll have another mediocre year. But right now, they're 3-0, and this is going to be played in Cincinnati. Indiana being a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I could see a, I could see an upset. Give me the Cavaliers. <clears throat> Give me the Xavier Cavaliers. As they have they've had a hot start, much like a lot of teams in the NCAA, and I mispronounced their mascot there, the Musketeers, excuse me, instead of the Cavaliers. For some reason, I'm sticking Cleveland. Same state, different programs, though. But give me the Musketeers, 86-83. Indiana, unfortunately, you're going to have to fall on this one. But again, going back to what I was saying, College basketball, as we know it, is always changing. There's always going to be games. There's way more games in college football. And 
your team is going to lose some. It's inevitable. No one is going to have an easy... Um, what am I trying to say? There, no one's going to have an easy time going undefeated in the season. Few teams have done it, though. Gonzaga, probably the m- most recent one I can think of until they made it to the tournament. And I I got to say, it's extremely hard in college basketball and professional basketball to go undefeated. And does it happen? Absolutely. I don't think one team is going to go undefeated this season. But again, we'll see what happens with these slated games. And as this season continues to move forward and progress deeper and deeper into December and January, I'll talk about this more. But my focus right now is football. But again, just wanted to give you guys, give you all an update on basketball. Before I go, I just want to mention hockey as I have stated at an earlier time. I want to talk more about hockey. Yes, I'm not the most knowledgeable about hockey, but there are two teams I want to talk about. One being the New Jersey Devils and two, Boston Bruins. I'm going to start with New Jersey first. They are red hot. They historically have kind of been bad the last several seasons, much like how the Red Wings have. But I got to say, they don't have very many losses. I don't think they have more than three losses. And as I'm looking right now, they are 14-3 and in the Metropolitan Conference. And overall in the league, they're second, right behind Boston, who are 15-2 and at this point. Red Wings are 8-5-4, and four, but I, it's still pretty early in the season. But New Jersey, they are an early Stanley Cup favorite right now. They were kind of middle of the pack last season and then much lower previously. But New Jersey, my goodness, no one expected them to be in the position that they are now. It was kind of like Vegas when they first came into the league as an expansion team. Seattle's not doing that well. Second year in, they're 9-5-3. and three. Not too bad after their first season, of course. Everyone expected them to be bad last season. But this season, they're, they turned things around quite easily. And again, I'm taking this with a grain of salt. It is relatively early in the season. But New Jersey, go Devils. I'm, I'm kind of hopping on this bandwagon early just to see what they do. And knock on wood that they continue this hot streak that they have. And again, we'll see what happens, but Boston, same boat. I'm not really a Bruins fan. I I can't. As a Red Wings fan, I cannot do it. But as a New Jersey fan, bandwagon fan, yeah, I'm a little more lenient on New Jersey than I am Boston. Because Boston is, of course, one of the original six. And I can't go for another original six team. I cannot. I just cannot do it. But New Jersey who was an expansion team back in the day, oh, I can. I will. And I'm already a bandwagon Kraken fan and Blues fan. And I don't think I mentioned that too much, but I am I am now. But New Jersey, keep on rolling. I would love to see what you guys do in the next several weeks. That does it me for this Friday edition of the SO Podcast. Be sure to come back Monday, or excuse me, Tuesday, as I give you my take and my experience at the big house which will be packed with tens of thousands of people, as it always is. My prediction on how many people will be there, I'm going to say 110,572. And I'll let you know how close I actually am come Tuesday. Everyone, stay warm. It is snowing here in northern Michigan. 
or in West Michigan, I should say. It's snowing here in the Midwest and in New England. It is piling on, piling on. And stay safe out there. Drive carefully. Stay warm. Have a very fantastic weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday.